The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. While working as a social worker in Chatham, I was humbled by the stories of resiliency and strength amongst the poorest of the poor. I grew up in a family where my mom and dad worked full time to support us, and we were never left without. So it took extra time for me to understand where people were coming from in their poverty. Without giving too many details, I met a single father who would only eat spaghetti noodles each dinner every night, but he made sure that his sons had vegetables and meat with every meal. I met grandparents who had hoped to retire, but they gave that all up to raise their grandkids. I also met a mother who cared for her husband with an addiction, all while working several jobs to pay the bills. And I have to say, she was the most joyful woman I've ever met. I asked her once how she handled everything, where she drew her strength from. She laughed and replied, are you kidding me, Rob? The strength is not for me, it's from him. And she pointed to a crucifix on the wall. She also asked me every time we had a meeting whether I had applied yet to be a priest at the seminary. In our modern day, there's a hesitancy about admitting to our weakness, poverty, and neediness. The American dream and what's been called the prosperity gospel tells us that we must be strong, self-sufficient, and competent if we want to get ahead. That the last thing that we should do is reveal our fears and flaws. But our readings today challenge that idea. They tell us to embrace that we're all poor and we need to embrace and give our poverty over to God so that we can transform that poverty into incredible riches. God loves the poor. And I learned that lesson quick while spending time with those who are strapped for cash. Small miracles happen daily for them. One time at a St. Vincent de Paul in London, one of the volunteers told me that a man dropped by who, after a long, long job search, was finally offered work. But first, 
he needed to find a pair of size 15 steel-toed shoes. It's not an easy ask. The next day, a box appeared, and inside were work shoes that fit him perfectly. God loves us in our, our poverty, too. Just like parents are drawn to the needs of their children, God is drawn to us in our neediness, especially when we recognize that we need his help and when we humbly ask for it. We see this in a concrete way in the gospel, in the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee approaches God with complete confidence and asserts what he wants, whereas the tax collector humbly approaches God telling him what he needs. The tax collector has a better grasp of his condition before God. And Jesus encourages us to be like him. Our readings confirm this. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. The prayer of the humble pierces the heavens. When we admit our poverty before God, He's standing ready to fill our emptiness with his own spirit. This is really a difficult message for our modern world, in much the same way that it was in the time when Jesus said it. Today's culture in many ways is like ancient Rome, where personal wealth and pleasures were put first before all other things. But when Jesus said it, he would have known at the time that the riches, wealth, and glory of Rome's days were numbered. He has a better message that would outlast Rome's. And it's a message that will outlast our current culture too. St. Paul knew this also. As he reflected on what awaited him in heaven after he finished the race and kept the faith, he knew that God's work would supply all of his needs. And it's a miracle how St. Paul was able to avoid being arrested by the Romans right away. How he was able to share Christ's saving message to all nations before he received the crown of martyrdom. St. Paul cooperated with God's direction and grace and knew that the glory wasn't his own. He says it himself, to God must be given all glory forever and ever. Amen. So as you, consider, as you uh, continue your week, maybe consider an area of poverty and weakness in your own life. Picture yourself standing together with the tax collector, humbly asking God for the grace to care for you. So I'll conclude with a powerful message from St. Paul regarding the thorn in his side, his greatest poverty and his greatest weakness. He says, Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses, in order that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong.